Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people with bad bar etiquette. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched Star Wars Episode 4, the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. <laughs> it's the first episode, or the first movie, the fourth episode, the sixth, seventh chronologically. Sixth chronologically. Sixth. Yeah. Yes. We did it. We're here. We're back. Okay. We made it through the bad ones, the good ones. Now we're back at the ones. Right? Yes. The ones we all remember. The ones most of us haven't haven't seen since we were kids, and we're here. Exactly. We're doing a Star War. The <clears throat> Star War. Do you have the facts on the original Childless movie? Was it always was it Star Wars? And then they and then a new hope was just the subtitle. Yes, originally it was Star Wars. Okay. A new hope was added later. My question was it always in the scroll? Because in the scroll it says episode four, a new hope. So my question is, has it always been Star Wars? And then like the scrolls had a new hope, and then they added an episode four later. That's what I need. I needed to ask you that because I saw that and I was like, is that a retcon thing? Because there's no way in the theaters it said star wars episode four because everyone would have been like what even george lucas is insane right he is a crazy person for sure we all know this okay um i'm going to i'm looking on youtube at the original scroll of the 1977 theatrical cut uh-huh. back when 20th century was 20th century box before when lucasfilm limited was just green text on a black screen. No fancy logo. Star Wars. That's what it says now. It just says Star Wars and then it is a period of civil war. There's nothing else. Wow. That blows my mind. I know. It's like the Star Wars we watched as children wasn't even the same Star War. It was a different Star Wars, you know? Oh, yeah. Wow, it really makes you think. It does. It makes you consider. It makes you ponder. He's like Stalin. George Lucas is like Stalin, where he's like, nope, I don't like that. Erase it. <laughs> from Paint over this. Take this photograph. I need you to use technology that does not exist to make this different. You know? Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. It's like, I found when we were getting ready for this movie, like... One of the most interesting uh, not synopsis. What's the little thing that it says? There it is. Summaries? It's on Disney Plus. The little like thing that it says. On the description? The, yeah, description. There we go. Okay. I want to read it to you. Please. Because I don't think you read it. Read away. Young farm boy Luke Skywalker is th- thrust into a galaxy of adventure when he intercepts a distress call from the captive Princess Leia. The events look the event launches him on a daring mission to rescue her from the clutches of Darth Vader and the evil empire. Here's the thing. <laughs> this sounds like what you would originally attach to when the movie first came out. Yeah. When George Lucas is like, this is going to fail. We're <laughs> all going to have to flee the country. <laughs> this is going to end lives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, the, there's no way we're making more of these. Like that sounds like a different movie, but it is all well, one. When you say correct. farm boy, it makes you think like, oh, someone went to Kansas and they plucked someone who was like in the middle of a corn harvest 
and threw them into space and were like, you're an astronaut now. By the way, there are aliens. Yeah. Where, no, like, he's aware, like, he's aware of intergalactic travel and, like, you know, alien species and all that but stuff. But he is a young farm boy. He is a, that's right. I'm just saying it sounds misleading. It's, yeah. It, it also says that he, he, like, the he intercepts a distress call. And it's like, well, he does. When you think about it, he does intercept a distress right. call. Yeah. And it's like, this is wild. I've never, I would never have thought to describe it like that. And that's like so much better than I could have summed up the movie too. Cause yeah, like that's Star Wars is such an entity of everything else around this movie that like, I wouldn't be able to describe it that concisely. Yeah. <laughs> like explain what it is. Wow. It blows your mind, doesn't it? it? No, it really does. Do you, do you want to tell me your, your take, your first impression having watched this movie? How long has it been for you? Since I watched it? I mean, no. When was the last time you watched A New Hope? A couple hours ago. Okay, before we watched... Before it <laughs> um, In your life, as of before this last week, when was the last time you watched episode four? Probably the last time. Didn't you and I watch all of them together? No, Caitlin did with Caitlin his friend did. group. Are yeah. you? Were you part of that group? I watched one of them with them. Okay. It was like episode two. And I didn't watch any of the others. I wa- Yeah, because I, I yeah. popped up that day and I saw 10 minutes of it. And I was like, what is this garbage? <laughs> Who's a Star- Who would be a Star Wars fan because of it, this movie? It's been several. I think it's been several years since the last time I watched this movie. It's been. I think I was probably like a, a preteen oh. since the last time I watched episode four. It hasn't been that long. It's been a while. But. Wow. Okay. How'd it go? We've seen five movies leading up to this one. Now you saw the OG. What are your impressions? I have said several times, I feel like on this podcast, that Mm -hmm. the original Star Wars is not as good as everybody thinks it is. Yeah. I would take it all back. See? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fantastic movie. It's Uh the best. Like, if we were ranking them, this is number one. Mm -hmm. It beats out every other Star Wars movie we've watched. Wow. This is the best one. I, I almost agree with you. I... I was worried. You had me scared. I was worried that I was going to watch this and be like, my child is ruined. I watched it. I enjoyed it a lot. I think I might still put Rogue One above it. Aside from that, I would say it's better than the other ones we watched. I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I love it. looked like you said it looked pretty good on Disney Plus. You're right. It looked good streaming it. Um, they, oh, no. they Did up- you watch it on Disney Plus? Yeah. What'd you oh. watch it on? I did, but I was hoping you were going to watch your friend's like nah. Plex cut. I didn't watch the Plex cut. Maybe I'll do it for the next movie. But like it was in, I got to stream it in 4K. It looked great. The props looked great. Um, there was a lot that I really enjoyed it. I was not disappointed with this one. Oh, yeah. Can I? Okay. I want to try a thing. We're going to start from now. You know what I love doing? Starting new things in yes. the middle of series. All right. Yes. I want to give you some factoids, some okay. factals about this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to run down it. These are general ones because I didn't have, I didn't take the time to gather a bunch of good ones. All right. So Star Wars episode four was just called Star Wars originally, obviously. Release date of May 25th, 1977. Mm-hmm. With an original budget of $11 million. Originally was supposed to be 10 million, got boosted up at the end. Mm-hmm. It's worldwide gross to date, I believe, 
This includes re-releases and everything up to now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hazard a guess? Do you want me to just give you the number? Just tell me. Just tell me. It's been too long. 775398000 That is seven. a crazy return on investment. It is in the IMDb top rated movies at number 25. Really? Yes. It does not deserve to be there, but carry on. How dare you? It won seven Oscars for... Are you ready? Best art direction, set decoration, best costume design, best sound, best film editing, best effects slash visual effects, best music, original score, and won a special achievement award for sound effects. Wow. Before now, I think that is like a full blown Oscar, isn't it? For sound There's effects? sound editing and sound. There's two sound ones and there's yeah. similar. Well, this is back when it was just sound, best sound. Yeah. Which it won. It got four Oscar nominations that it did not win. Best Picture, which was won by Annie Hall, which you've never even heard of that movie. I love Annie Hall. It's so good. Uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Sir Alec Guinness, which was won by uh, Jason Roberts and Julia. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Exactly. Best Director, which was won by Woody Allen for Annie Hall. Yeah. And Best Writing uh, screenplay written directly for, for, the Annie screen, Hall. for Annie Hall. Annie Hall is very good. It won a total of 63 awards and garnered 29 nominations. Wow. And it's not like some places where it's like, oh, the. The South Salt Lake Western Indie Film Festival mm-hmm. every other Tuesday awards. These are like BAFTAs or the rest of them. Yeah. Like major awards that they won. Wow. Um, uh, one fun fact I do want to share is George Lucas was so sure it would fail that he took a vacation instead of going. That was my here. fun fact for today. I stole it. Uh, I have others, but that's the one that I want to. That was one I wanted to share. Numbers. Did you finish it though? Finish it. It was with Steven Spielberg. Yes, and uh, there's a third. That's where they came up with the idea for Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. like, it went so bad. Let's come up with our next move, <laughs> and it was Indiana Jones. And uh, while he was gone, Star Wars became the a phenomenon. Biggest hit ever. Wow. Which, okay, so I get, before we get into spoiling the movie from the 70s that everybody on the planet has seen, mm-hmm. stink paper. Printed off my notes like a professional, and it was a mistake. Okay? Yeah, it definitely was. My dad remembers going to see this movie. Yeah. He was 27 at the time, uh-huh. he was a year, year older than I am, a year younger than you are. Do the math, people. Now you know how old we are. Um, and he was like, it, it was a game changer. Like, nothing. Like, he loved sci-fi growing up. Yeah. Loved sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he watched all Star Trek, went to go see every sci-fi movie. Uh, which one to come out before the like there was a major one it was a space encounters of the third kind space odyssey 2001 space odyssey like that was like he's like that was the closest they'd come to this before this like that was mind-blowing and then they went to the death star and on the millennium falcon you're like this is so much better Uh uh-huh and ever since then he's loved it we had the like super expensive at the time gold box set of all the VHSs. Yeah. Which I was so appalled at the CG that I'm going to get them from my dad. We have a VHS player and I have a little Elgato thing that lets me record them onto digital and I'm going to get myself a not CG'd. Yeah. <sighs> but we'll get in it later. Okay. 
tell me, Cody, your t- tell me your history with Star Wars. The Star Wars. This Star Wars. Star Wars. With this one. This one. What is? This is the original one. Yeah, my pa- my dad, I think. My mom or my dad. I think it was my dad. He has the original vinyl, the soundtrack. We had the VHS tapes. The cool ones. Um, the cool... Well, no, it wasn't as cool as yours, but we had like a set of the VHS tapes. I've seen them. I feel like I wasn't that into like the originals, um, but when I was a kid, Star Wars was coming out, the, the prequels, and there were video games and things. I had a close friend who was like huge into Star Wars, and so that's when I started watching more like the originals and stuff. The Ewok movie was on tape. I got the Ewok movie on VHS, you know, like I taped it. You know, when things were on TV and you'd be like, I must harness the power of it. And then you would put it on a VHS cassette and then forget to write the name on it. And then you had to like dig through like, where is it? Which one? There's so many blank VHS tapes and you're fast forwarding through and you're like, I don't know. It's half of a different movie and here's Ewoks and then there's commercials. Anyway. You miss the VHSs, don't you? Yeah. You got to rewind them after you watch. Your, your sibling forgot to rewind the movie the last time they watched it. So now you got to yes. wait to rewind it. And it's a long Did movie. You have a, do you have a friend with a rewind machine? No. It rewinds it, a tape in like 12 seconds. And you're like, it's going to light on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to go this fast. Yeah. Oh, man. Did I do enough? Did I do it right? Yeah. I don't understand the question. <laughs> well, just, Frankly. you know, like. I grew up with it. My dad made me sat me down from a young age. I don't think he ever really sat me down. My dad, we weren't that close, you know, <laughs> but he watched. You're it. like the last kid out, right? I'm the last kid. My dad was in his forties when I was born. <laughs> so I'm more like the grandchild that is also a child. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like this and the Star Trek movies are what I remember watching growing up. Yeah. Cause my, you know, most like your dad, how was your dad? old enough to remember going to see my dad would have been like 12 when this came out yeah so and he has the vinyl soundtrack like the original vinyl soundtrack so so your dad was like the kid super into it my dad was like the guy that took his yeah but my dad also like beat up nerds in high school so i'm sure he enjoyed it but i don't know what you're trying to tell me your prison guard father was a bully growing up. My dad, who was a tight end on the football team, <laughs> who surfed, who is now was a police officer, who is now a custody assistant for LA County Sheriff. Custody assistant. Beat that's, up. That's a better way of saying it than prison guard, isn't it? Jail dude. Jail <laughs> um, guy at jail. So anyway, yeah, no, he beat up nerds. I mean, I don't know. He told me stories. I'm like, oh, you were a bully. Yeah. So it happens. There you go. But your dad was like the prime age. Did he have all? Did he have toys? Did he still have any of his toys? I don't think so. Because he's not a nerd. That's I don't why. think he's got any toys. But the- we owned a, my parents though have like an epic DVD collection too. Like my parents have way more DVDs than anyone should have. Which is one. What? Which one is DVD more- is more than anybody should have. I mean, buying DVDs. when people were buying DVDs still, they bought all the DVDs. And so we just have like boxes and boxes and boxes of DVDs of things. Huh. My parents had a lot of movies, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We had Star Wars. <laughs> and Star Trek. Yeah, my so one of my dad's sisters, I think, bought him the 
box like full set of all the star trek movies where it's like a picture across all of them yeah most of them are still in the shrink wrap because he's like these suck and i hate them because they're bad they're bad movies cody anyway isn't like wrath of khan good no what's the good one maybe wrath of khan search for spock that's either the worst or the best one according to seinfeld everyone likes wrath of khan better but kramer like search for spock better that so. might be the worst one <laughs> rather here's what con is it's an old man that is way too buff for most of the movie yeah the guy who plays con is like 68 years old oh. and shredded i like that yeah you do he's also oiled up the entire movie uh. anyway we're talking about star wars do you have any other? Th- do you have no. thought? Who's this? Do it. Hop in the speeder, it. Cody. Get to do it. Get in the Cody. Get in the going speeder. down Beggars Canyon. We're getting to Beggars Canyon back home. We're gonna bullseye some womp rats. Yes. Straight into spoilers and tattooing USA. All right. Would you like me to go first? All right. Fine. I oh, will. Since oh. you're gonna make me number one. Oh no. Oh. Number one. I'm going to start. It's too bad. I was not prepared for the scroll of this movie to just be the plot of Rogue One. I had no idea that Rogue One was like word for word. The script of Rogue One is just the intro scroll to Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Okay? I was not prepared for that. I was upset. I was like, that is exactly what happened. I hate it. Okay? Just It had been too long. The sets are so good everywhere. That's what I took out. It's like everything was textured and real and actual stuff. And I could I saw fingerprints on things. I was like, this is what it should be like. This is what the world should be. The world should look as good as Star Wars sets and costumes look like. Okay. Stormtroopers. Everyone's like stormtroopers can't hit anything. They can't. They kill a bunch of people in the beginning of this movie, okay? When it's on the rebel ship, they're like, bang, bang, bang. A bunch of rebels will die by the hand of Stormtrooper. I don't want to hear it, okay? They only can't hit people when it's the people that matter because a movie wouldn't be fun if they killed the people that matter, okay? I rest my case. I rest my case. The texture on the helmets, you could see it. You could see where it was matte and it was shiny and it was whatever and it was, it was a better, a simpler place, a better world. Darth Vader chokes a man in this movie and i forgot no i'm not talking about the time he force chokes a man i'm talking about the time when he grabs a man physically by the throat and holds him like seven feet above you know seven feet in the air and then like kills him okay did you know that did you remember that i didn't and then he also force chokes someone later i was like this man's having it both ways he might as well have been physically choking one man with the left hand and force choking someone across the room with the right hand, okay? He knows how to live his best life to perpetuate the myth because he doesn't want to just be the guy who's strong at the force. He also is the dude who's tall and will just straight up choke you, okay? So don't even come at him, okay? That's what you don't understand about Darth Vader. Oh, Leia, Princess Leia shoots at a wall and a stormtrooper dies. And I don't understand. She shoots the laser. You see the laser. It hits the wall. There's a little puff of smoke. And then a stormtrooper collapses dead. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I love it. I love that it's in the final cut. It's like you could have cut away or something, but you showed her. She shot once. The laser hit the wall. The man died. I loved it. It was so, so good. I forgot how much of this movie is the droids? <laughs> how, 
R2D2 and C3PO are out on their own adventure for like 30 minutes of this. This is a two hour movie. There's a solid 20 to 30 minutes of them out and about <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to get to Obi-Wan Kenobi to no avail. They never do it. They have to get help. Okay. I forgot that it is. I do remember these being much slower paced than the prequels when I was a kid. Um, and uh, that was true. It was true. Luke, look, everyone loves Luke Skywalker. I'm the only person who knows that he's an idiot and we should all hate him because he's whiny. People complain about him being whiny, but it's still shocking. Every time I watch the movie, it's shocking. By the end of the movie, he stops being as whiny. Basically, when he's flying the planes, he's like, oh, I like this dude. But the, who he is the rest of the time, I'm like, oh, he's worth Even I know even Mark Hamill is like, I watched that. I watched my performance in that movie and I'm like, oh, why does anyone like this? And I'm like, yeah, he got better. He's a better actor now. He's a better man. And I'm so glad he got to be in the later movies. Spoilers for later movies. Uh, he's whiny. Obi-Wan Kenobi comes up with the worst undercover name. Everyone knows who he is. On the Imperial Starship, everyone's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Are you sure? That dude, we all know who he is. And meanwhile, on Tatooine, he's old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> and it's amazing. And I love it. And I hate it at the same time. Princess Leia sends a message, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And then literally... <laughs> Luke later on the ship, he's like, Ben is here. She's like, Ben Kenobi. Yeah, that guy. You're like, why is he Ben Kenobi only in this movie? Is that is it his fake name? Is it a real name? Everyone knows who he is. I don't understand his disguise, but good for him at the same time. At the same time, good for him. He did it. Okay, he survived. He he did the hideout thing. <laughs> Everyone on in this universe has amazing costumes and they look spacey and they look grounded and they're amazing except for aunt i forget her name aunt irma aunt ren Aunt what's her name aunt peru is just wearing a mid like a kansas grandma's farm outfit <laughs> everybody has space clothes except she's wearing like a jean jacket and a flower shirt <laughs> i was so bailey and i were both she was like my grandma wore those clothes like that's exactly I don't understand what they they did so good and then gave her just human clothes. What's that about? Blue milk is in this movie and it blew my mind. Did you even notice? You didn't even notice blue milk I'm is here. I'm going to cut you off. Did Cody? you see it? Nothing. Can't, I can't even respond to that. Yes. yes. How do you not know this in this movie? That's the thing. I know blue milk from <laughs> when Luke Skywalker is working it on. His little hideaway in that's the, green milk sequels and uh, it's different right but it's all over the it's all throughout the universe and it made me happy yeah but it's different also he does talk about how blue milk was disgusting because of how they made it and green milk was very delicious also they were in tunisia and i'm pretty sure they actually had him drink i'm pretty sure the base of blue milk is milk and he's like having to do certain scenes he had to like, he's like, you're basically ingesting like a gallon of milk. You're in Tunisia in the desert. Is the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it my turn now? Is it my time? Yeah, it is. So, so oh. go. So go already. Oh, no, it's, I gotta get my time. Ah. All right, Cody. Now you shush, you shut your face. All right. I'm here to talk about stuff, Cody. I'm here to talk about the real things. The stuff that you weren't going to say. All right. Let's talk about the thing. We're all thinking it. We all know it. We're all feeling it. I hate tall Jawas. They're children. 
but there's a few of them. They're obviously like 14, 15 year old children. They're uncomfortably tall. Okay. They're too tall. They're too lanky. I hated them. They looked like monsters from a movie. I physically recoiled when I saw them. I was, I am never prepared for them. They catch me off guard every single time. All right. I'm just going to, these are a few notes here. Okay. Ready? You ready? Princess Leah. He calls her Princess <laughs> Leah. All right. And then below that, my only other note is Leia. I hardly knew you. And I just wanted to say before you said it, that's all I really wanted to get in there. He says Princess Leah. This brings me to my thing. This is what I want. I want they, if I made the Cody, look at me, I'm going to remake the prequels right now. Here we go. The entire time. You have one character call him Ben. And then someone says, why does he call you Ben? And he says, because he heard my name wrong and I've never corrected him. And that's where he gets the name. That would be there's You know, these prequels, they've all got origins of all the names and they're all stupid. That would be the best one. OK, that would be the best one. That would be the best one. Let's talk about the CG and how much I hated it and how it looks like a Discovery Channel documentary about dinosaurs from 2002. Because that is the exact same level of technology they were working with. Even though they, they had access to much better CG, that's what they used. And I was like, okay, we're going to watch this one because Disney is either going to do one of two things, right? With this Disney Plus cut. They're either going to up-res those so that they look fine or they're going to remove them. So that there isn't them. What did they do? They upresed everything. So I'm sitting there watching it on my giant OLED TV and all the Dolby Atmos Vision or whatever. And I'm greeted with the butt of a T-Rex from 2002. And I'm like, I hate it. It is the worst thing to happen to Star Wars ever. I will fight you on this. Everybody's like, Jar Jar ruined it. Jar Jar is the best thing that happened compared to what these are doing right now it's the worst job of the hut are you kidding me bring back the dude in the suit if that's what you're gonna do if you're gonna if java is cg in the next two movies i'm giving these a negative review cody i'm giving them a negative we're going on rotten tomatoes we're bringing down the tomato meter right now all right i can't handle the seed it's so bad it's look at me have you ever seen anything that is worse CG than that job of the hut? His eyes are like 12 sizes too big and his whole body is tiny. Here's why, why they had to look at it and know this doesn't look good, right? There's no way they looked at it and said that looks good. Also, okay, let's go with stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, they can't hit nothing, right? It's hard to hit stuff when you're running around fighting. And I had the thought, and they run down the hallway, they're shooting at each other, and I was like, everybody's always like, these stormtroopers are supposed to be the best in the galaxy. What are they doing not hitting anything? And then I'm like, this happens in, like, James Bond movies or, like, any movie ever where there's guns involved all the time, and nobody questions that. Stormtroopers are supposed to be, like, the stormtroopers in World War One. That's what they're named after. That's what they're based on. Here's what they would do, Cody. Watch me. Look at me. Here's what they do. They do the gas attack with the big old cannons. They go, pum, 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 pum. They raise the cannons so it goes out. It goes farther and farther. Stormtroopers were the guys that went right behind the gas and killed everybody the gas didn't kill. That's what they did. So everybody was terrified of stormtroopers because they were Germany's best soldiers. Also, because you were about to get gassed if the stormtroopers showed up. So they didn't necessarily need to be very accurate because everybody's laid out from mustard gas. All right. 
Yeah, I know you like the mustard, but it's not that kind of mustard. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Let's get some mustard. Let me squirt it in your eyeballs and let's see if you start dying. We'll see it. We don't know. Nobody's tested it. What's important is, Cody, they don't hit anything. But except for Luke, when he goes boss mode, he goes ultra instinct when Ben Kenobi gets murked. All right. And he gets he's annihilating these stormtroopers. And everybody's like, oh, but the emperor, he ordered them not. Emperor doesn't know nothing. He doesn't even exist in this movie. All right. He doesn't know anything about nothing. All right. He's dumb and we all hate him. Even though he's probably the best and worst part of the prequel trilogy. Tyler, I'm just going to have to cut you off right there. I have something to say. Tell me. You've fallen into George Lucas's CG trap. Here's what happened. I hate it. In the late 90s, George Lucas was like, you know what? I don't know about, about these prequel movies. What if people don't like them? How about this? I will paint the original trilogy so everyone will think that Jar Jar Binks looks great. <laughs> and it worked. You yeah. just, he, he did it. He threw in CG where it didn't belong. He's like, now no one's going to be mad about the CG in the prequels. And he, he did it. He fooled you. You've fallen into his trap. You just praised Jar Jar Binks. And you did it. Here's why I want my dad's VHSs. Because they're the perfect where they had digitally remastered it and everything and done all the good stuff you can do with the computers. But it's before they got nailed with the CG yeah. stuff. That's with the CG do I might throw it up on Plex just to see so see what it's like. Cody. It, it looks bad. No, I know. I texted you about the bad CG and you responded with what CG? <laughs> well, I started this movie. You texted me. I was doing other stuff. <laughs> I was doing other, okay? Just you know? Like, just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I'm mad. All right. All right. You should be. I should have been there for you. You should have been, but no. I had to be by myself watching this, okay? <laughs> All right, fine. I know you're mad about the CG. Let me bring it back. Let me help you get over that. Let's talk about the smooth chest. Mark Hamill is a tan, tan boy with a smooth, smooth chest. And I'm upset the V wasn't deeper. You know, like on the Star Wars poster where it's like his robe's like all open? Oh, yeah. His robe was never that open. I'm like, he's so smooth. I just, I wanted... I wanted to see what space creature they put on it. Like, I imagine there's a space slug on Tatooine that you can put on your body and eat all your body hair. You know what I'm saying? Oh, That's yeah. what I imagine happened. And I want to watch that scene. If I, if I did a director's cut of this movie, I would take a live tan pool boy and I would do a close-up of a slug on his chest and be like, "That's how it got so smooth." <laughs> now, now let me ask you: Would you rather have the CG or my weird pool boy slug scene? I might I might take the CG because it's just it's just a little bit on Tatooine there. I did have to rewatch because I was concerned. I saw something with the ships when they were going to attack this the the Death Star, and I was like, oh no, did they CG those? And I was like, did they CG this? And I'm like, no, I think this is just like that, you know, because they were using like original CG to make the original movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what it is. It makes it such a weird mix because almost everything in the movie is so practical. So much of it is practical. Yeah. And then there are the effects they had to do. And then there's the new CG effects. So you're always like, there, when something looks a little out of place, you're like, which out of place? Is it because it's old? Is it because it's not practical? Is it because it's the new CG? It is, it's a weird movie in that respect. No other movie does that. Yeah. Here's my point, though. There are at least 100 companies 
like VFX companies in this plant, in this planet, in this world, in this universe, maybe even. That would literally pay Disney to get the chance to fix those. They don't even need to pay Here's somebody. Why. Look, we're all mad about it. And as much it's George Lucas's fault. (laughs) They wanted to put this movie in the vault immediately. Like Congress was like, please, can we put this in there? He's like, I don't know the original tapes. I CG'd them. Like, well, can we have the original effects? Because we want to preserve the film techniques of this day and the such an important movie. It's like, I CG'd them. So I don't know what to tell you. They're like, we hate you. (laughs) Why are you like this? Why did you do this to us? He's like, I have a vision. Like your vision was great 20 years ago and you need to stop. You need to just let us have this th- gift. Give us your gift and stop trying to put more gifts on top. You've lost your mind. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Obi-Wan Kenobi, 11. Oh, you mean old Ben Kenobi. Old, oh, old Ben. Obi, do you think that's the same person? Like, no one else's name is Kenobi out here. So, okay. No. Is Kenobi like Smith? Okay, we've seen, you've seen how many Star Wars movies in your life? 11? How many of them have a different Kenobi? There's one name that gets repeated. It's Skywalker. Okay, every other name is unique and it's his own. Yeah, the Skywalker is like Snow. It's it's a bastard name. All right, you know that's all it is. Right? It's all right. Let me here's here's it's a, like John Snow. Here's what we forgot about yeah. old Ben Kenobi. He's a kooky space wizard alone in the desert who makes ghost noises to frighten the sand people. And oh. it, I, when I was like, oh, he crazy, crazy. <laughs> I was like, this man has the force and the lightsaber. And he went with spooky sounds and I respect it so much. It made me so happy. I was like, this is, I forgot this existed. He makes spooky, he makes spooky sounds and scared them away. But you fo- and they run away. You activated my trap card, Cody. <laughs> That's not ghost sounds. That is the, the call of a crate dragon. Oh, the one they find in the Mandalorian? Yes. That's Which cool. is something that they- Bailey, Bailey pointed that out. There's yeah. a skeleton, she's like, oh, is that the thing they find in the Mandalorian? I was like, good eye, because yes. I didn't even make the connection right away. Crate dragon, supposed to all be extinct, even in the Mandalorian, which is after this movie. Mm-hmm. Because you play the get the game, the Knights of the Old Republic, then they're like, this is, they all got wiped out, and then you go kill the last one. I'm like, there's always a last one, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah, there's always the straggler. It's like, what is that one? There's some species of, like, it's like a teeny tiny, like, deer or, like, uh, something. I just read this a couple months ago, but it was like, oh, yeah, everyone thought this, like, rodent thing was dead, and then one just, like, popped up somewhere. It's oh, like, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing? It's we like, thought you you're were supposed all to be extinct. extinct. Yeah. It's like if a dodo bird was like in your front line. Yeah. Like you, what, I, what are you, what are you doing? doing here? Or what is it? There was another thing that like re-evolved mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Where they're like, they went extinct. They're back. They crazy. went extinct back in the 1800s. And they're so back. Crazy. And then here's my question. Did they go extinct or did you just kind of lose track of them? Oh, yeah. Definitely lost track. And then some dude's like, oh, shoot. There was like there was like one of them who was on the land who was like I've disgraced my family and broken the law and I must flee this country and then, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's yeah. what happened. You just weren't looking for him, um, <laughs> right? So Luke goes out. He's trying to find R two D two. R two D two is trying to find old Ben Kenobi. Oh, you he mean Obi Wan Kenobi? 
<laughs> Sam people, Obi-Wan makes spooky noises and saves them and they get to talking and everything, blah, 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 whatever. They're like, wait, the stormtroopers came here. That means they're going to go. They're going to go to Uncle is Uncle Lars. They're going to go to my house next. That's where they're going to look for him. It's like he'll be he he'll be dead. And then Obi-Wan says Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, thank you. Obi-Wan says the worst thing anyone's I've ever heard a Jedi say, which is he's not dead yet. Like, oh, (laughs) you use your force magic to determine that he isn't going to. He hasn't died yet, but he definitely will. And you can't. I was like, oh, Obi-Wan, you're spooky. You're making spooky noises. And you're out here telling people, oh, he's going to die. He's not dead yet. How is that helpful to anybody being like, oh, yeah, he's going to die. Don't worry. They will kill him. But not yet. Yeah. Also, you can't get there in time. You're like, oh, one, why are we saying these things to be? I thought you were wise. Are you not a wise man now? I don't know. I really <laughs> feel like crazy. he was pulling the strings of Luke, being like, all right, what do I have? What trauma do I need to put him through so that he can be a Jedi? <laughs> well, he's just like Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah. Qui Gon's old crazy man that everybody's like, oh, so wise. I do. I do love that Han Solo's like, all right, kooky space wizard dude, whatever. Your religion's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how we should be with the Jedi, but instead we're like, y'all are the best. Yeah. And we love you. You've seen the you family. Never did guy. anything wrong. The family guy Star you. Wars, right? The what? The family guy Star Wars. You seen that? Yeah, yeah. Because that's like multiple times I just <laughs> say the quotes when he's like, Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if she means old Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is my favorite line from that that special? <laughs> <laughs> the the stormtroopers are shooting at him they don't hit anything he's like do we ever do we ever hit anything he's like i hit a bird once <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh man okay they hit all those uh rebel soldiers and rebel soldiers uh-huh. okay when they first did that the rebel soldiers had killed actually absolutely zero stormtroopers and then it cuts back and there's two dead stormtroopers so i think none of the stormtroopers got got and then these two guys are like, Kevin and Jeff are dicks. Let's kill them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick before Vader comes. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Vader's there. I, lo- ah, best Vader line in the movie. I find your lack of faith disturbing. So good. He's so yeah. good. He's yeah. great. He's we a love treasure. Him. We love Vader. 12 minutes of pure gold. Mm-hmm. Is that his screen time? Yep. 12 wow. minutes. James Earl Jones, I think, got paid like $7,500 for his two hours in the booth. Mm-hmm. Well, because originally I heard it was like a, it was like a tall Irish dude, I think, who played him, who did yeah. like the physical acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, get your voice in there. And it was like a not menacing Irish guy speaking. And they're like, yeah. well, this is, and I, under, I, I understand George Lucas like, isn't, because so much went wrong with the production and like, it was so such a stressful time for him and he was like working around the clock trying to finish the effects and everything and, you know, get it all but so I get why he didn't think it would work, but it is like, it is a miracle that it works. Yeah, which the more you read, like, you, I'm sure you went through the facts of this movie, right? It does I only seem- went through some, I only had time to go through some of them, oh. but when I was studying film when I was in like a film class we learned a lot about this one star wars yeah it does seem like a lot of the success of the film is due to like the team he had so he had a cool idea and the skill to make the movie Mm -hmm. but it did seem like stuff would go wrong and then people around him would be like well let's do this whereas if he had to fix it it may have been bad yeah but because like he's so weirdly picky about certain things 
Yes. Like the guy that plays Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. He's like, we couldn't find anybody in England. He's like, where are all the basketball players? And it's like, George, you are in England. Yeah. You are not in the U.S. Mm-hmm. or China. The two right. places that basketball is huge. Yeah. They found him and he's like, he's not tall enough. Put him in high heels. It's like, he's 7'2". <laughs> yeah. Needs to be 7'5". Yeah. It's like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Uh, speaking of being too tall. By that stormtrooper. Bumped his head. Because oh, he's like four inches I was taller. Looking, than, I've seen the clip. Yeah. And I was looking for it in this movie and I missed. I didn't like see it happen. But I've seen it before. But I was looking for it. Whenever I saw the stormtroopers going by, I was like, oh, is this the one? I didn't. I missed it this time around. I was bummed. I had to rewind it for Tiffany to see it. Delightful. It is delightful. He does crack his head. <laughs> yeah. The man who is, he's like, I was feel like I was going to die from a stomach ache. And then that's why he's like, didn't even like kind of duck down. <laughs> also, like when you see the rest of them walk out and they're like all standing straight up and just barely slide under it. And then he stops by the door and you can see, oh, he is shockingly taller than the rest yeah. of these guys. Well, it's funny too because even Luke says, "I can't see anything in this helmet." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, dude hit his head. Yeah, but that because that's what everybody thinks. It's like, oh, I can't see. But he says it's like, no, it's because I was dying from my stomach about to puke. Like mm-hmm. I was about to puke in the helmet. Yeah, he had too much blue milk. Probably, man. Uh, speaking of, we're back on Tatooine, and they go to the cantina. Um, in Moss Eisley. Yeah. I mean, Cantina. What we love it. We love the Cantina. Everybody love. It. Here's what I don't. I just watched like a little like clip video, and it's like bartenders talking about like, don't do this, don't do this, please don't tip me, do this, don't do this, whatever. Checking out like bar things. I was don't like, tip them. Bar culture. No, everyone said tip us, but you know. Yeah. I mean, tip your bartenders probably. Here's one thing they didn't say it specifically, but I know for a fact they wouldn't like it. Dude is at the bar doing something back turned. Luke Skywalker reaches over and like taps this dude on the taps the bartender on the shoulder is like, give me whatever you're poor. <laughs> I was like, what? You can't just touch a bartender and be like, give me that. And like specifically, Obi-Wan is like, oh, yeah, this is like the most debauchery and the scum of the earth. Uh, better keep your head down. <laughs> and then he's yeah. like, hey, sir, I, I'm like, what are you doing? Luke, he's a farm boy. He doesn't know nothing. Stupid farm boy. So here's what you do, though. Cody, you go to a bar. Mm hmm. Here's the pro move. Go to the bar, yeah. slap down $20 tip right there. Boom. Then you, the bartender pays attention to you from then on. There you go. It's too pricey. Too rich for my blood. Yeah. I'll pour myself a Coca-Cola. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't need to worry about that if you're not drinking alcohol. Right. Also, always pregame. Drive <laughs> drunk. That's what I'm saying. Get your super religious friend to drive you around if you're going out drinking. Do that. That's the pro move. That's the real pro move. Because then not only are they not going to drink, they're not going to like get drawn into drinking. Mm-hmm. Unless it's me, then I. Will. <laughs> I oh, this is this is the cut to of where uh, they change Han to shooting. Here's the thing: I was not prepared for Han to shoot second, but also. They digitally alter that. I know they, they, I figured they just cut. I know they changed it. I thought they just cut the sequence of the shot. Did you notice how weird it looked? It was like they literally like moved Han over a little bit 
and like cut out two frames or something. It was, it there were so many times where I felt like that happened because the editing for like, especially like when lightsabers were turned on and stuff that I just mm-hmm. didn't notice where it gets choppy. Oh, for a it literally looks like he like jumps in his seat and you're like, wait, that, why did you, it looks so bad. It looked real as, as someone who's like sat and edited a movie, like, how did that make it in the final cut? It looks awful. Look, nobody cared about this movie. That's true. The arm is bloody. We talked about that. Yeah. Even though it's never bloody in any other time when a lightsaber kills a person again. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Here's my problem with Star Wars. Sometimes they. Sorry. Look, since we're talking about edits. Yeah. So in the original cut, lightsabers were called laser swords. As we know. Did you notice the Uh, ADR when he says it's your father's lightsaber (laughs) and it's like he clearly says laser sword. Wow. Or he says saber. I don't know what he says, but it's like it's like, oh, my gosh, he just. It felt like you were watching a movie in another language for a second there. Yeah. Bailey did say, like, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. I'm like, but it is the most Star Wars by law. I'm on a it's a side by side comparison of 1977 versus 2019. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the original cut doesn't have subtitles for Greedo. Oh, yeah. I, that's why I grew up watching this. You didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. You just kind of went off of Han's reaction to it. I will say the new version looks. It's amazing to me how it still looks old, but it looks yeah. better. Yeah. Like they, they did so much to make it look vintage and better. Has he shot they, yet? No. He's got his hand on the gun. I'm watching. You can you it's gonna do like several replays, so you wanna tell you your next thing and then I'll I'll get back All to right. you. Um Dan sounds just like Tatooine, and I hate that it's in this movie. That's all. Yeah, Tatooine. You can't name something. It's like, hey, there's a place. It's called Tatooine. All right. That's where we're on. Anyway, um, in five minutes, she's going to mention a place called Tatooine. I'm like, you can't do that. You can't do yeah. that. It'd be like if you had another place in Harry Potter, like there's Hogwarts and then there's Bogwarts. Those are the two academies. You're like, you got to stop. Isn't that exactly what they did, though? With, <laughs> or is the American school something dumber? It sounds dumber. I don't know. I didn't watch enough of the of the mythical beast to remember what that's called. Fantastic beast. Here's the thing. Okay, Here's, I'll say it right now. J.K. Rowling is bad at naming stuff. All the stuff that you're like, but she's good at naming this. She stole that from other stuff. Yeah. You know what Hogwarts isn't originally from? Harry Potter. What is it originally from, Cody? Is it uh, Grim Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Labyrinth, the David Bowie. Yes. Jim Henson movie? Yes. Oh. I didn't He's a little that. troll sidekick. Oh. That's Hogwarts. That's his name. That's fun. Here's what'll blow your mind. What? In the original movie, there isn't like the wide shot where you see the blaster bolts. It's just Greedo getting shot. And then it's cuts to the rest mm-hmm. of it. Isn't that be- doesn't it look better? You're saying no, it doesn't. Did you see the weird jolt thing he does where he like he's in a different spot? Well, it's not. It's looking at Greedo and then it cuts to the wide. I'm talking about the wide shot. When like you see the blaster bolts, it's like Han jumps. Well, yeah, he 
moves his head to the side. But it's not like the whole body. I'm looking at it. In the cut super I watched, motion. it's him like doing like literally. It looks like it's this. It's like he's here, and then he's just here. I need you to. I'm not crazy. Yeah, this one. It's You're like crazy. Four frames of him moving to the side. Uh huh. So I feel like this is a very much a force run situation where, in George Lucas's weird brain. It's Han so fast. Also, he definitely didn't need to dodge. It's like if you shot this wall a foot away from my well, head. That's and what I I'm went, saying. If Han shot first, he didn't need to. Obviously, he could have moved, but like if Han shot first, then he had a gun under the table ready to shoot him, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. But you always dodge. I'm fine with him dodging. What I'm saying is he shot first anyway. Look, I've seen Deadliest Warrior, all right? Here's what the, the Israelis do that way that you go. You dodge one way and then you <laughs> smack the gun the other way. So that if you just dodge or you just smack, you're going to get your ear blown off. But if you do both. Also, they move super fast. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm I'm impressed. Now, I'll tell you this. I don't know because I do know for a fact that Disney did quite a bit to the movies, mm -hmm. I think, to try to make it look better. So I don't know what is George Lucas. Maybe it was just a. Now he's here. And then they know. tried to like smooth it so it looks more yeah, like Yeah, I don't. It shouldn't have to happen. When a movie wins that many Oscars, you should not be allowed to touch it. Or if you touch it, it's like it's like Blade Runner. Where it's like, okay, the original cut exists. Let's do a director's cut. Okay, let's do a final cut. You know, if you're going to do another call the cut, something different and have it available, but have both. Like, let's not. Who else has ever just like taken the theatrical cut of their thing which was a huge success and said nope i'm taking this away because i like this version i did better uh star wars episode five and six that's it i'm trying to think of anyone else who's ever done that we all just happily ignore the theatrical cut of blade runner and we've all moved on to better cuts and that's i think that's fine and if you want to watch the original worst cut do it but this is a case where the new cut is weird, and I just want what my dad watched. Here's my question to you. Oh, gosh. What? I forgot how much it is like Greedo is just like a dummy that they blow up in the original movie, mm. and that's like the sh him getting shot scene. Yeah. Like it cuts to him, and for like one frame, it's just like a bust of Greedo. <laughs> like clearly not a person yeah, in a yeah. costume. But my question here is the whole thing is who shot first, right? That was like a big purpose of the going back and editing that scene in particular is to right. show Han shot first. I feel like it makes it less clear because if you're watching at full speed, it looks like they both shoot at the same time. Right. Whereas before it's just like, and now we're looking at Greedo and now Greedo has been shot to where it's like, it's more ambiguous when you don't show it. It's like you couldn't even you be sure Greedo had shot. It, yeah, in yeah. my mind, it was always Han was the Han shot Greedo. Yeah. And now they're like, but they both shot, and Han did a super fast force dodge because he's also force sensitive. It's like, but he doesn't okay, believe George. in it. He doesn't believe in the space magic. George, Your we're gonna stop you right there. I don't know. I don't know. Of all the things to change, I don't know why they picked what they did change. Here's my question. He's teaching Luke how to use the lightsaber. They've got the little remote bot and shooting zaps at him. 
which has to be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> Just to watch. Imagine watching your friend getting tased slightly. <laughs> You're like, you suck, <laughs> you know? It sounds like a great time. <clears throat> and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Puts on the helmet with the blast shield down. Let me ask you a question, and it's going to be a stupid question. What does the blast shield even do? It's for no, blast. no. What is it even for? It's no, for no. You have a helmet on. In what situation does it serve you better to be completely blind? Here, no. Let look. I'm wearing that helmet. The okay. blast shield is not down. I've got my visor, the little sunglass visor thing. Okay. There's a blast. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn my head. I'm gonna duck a little. I'm Your gonna put my head gone. down. I'm, Your arms are now gone. I'm gonna put my head down. I don't have to do my arms. Look, I look. I'm looking at the explosion's gonna happen. Boom. Now, now your chin's alternate gone. scenario. The blast shield is down. I don't know if something is or isn't exploding. What is it for? It seems useless. It seems like its one purpose is to train Jedi how to feel the Force. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. The blast <laughs> shield. What? Okay, I understand why they edited it in the new version. So I'm watching the special edition cut, which is like the original him recutting everything. Okay. It is Greedo shoots so much before Han Solo. It's ridiculous. It's like Greedo shoots and then Han shoots. It's got the wide in, shot in it. In the special edition one? Yeah. Which is that like half step one. That's what everyone's mad about. So it's like uh, that's why they changed that one. But all they did was speed it up so that Han and then make Han's bolt come out I first. Hate it. I hate it. I mean, they're just two red lines. They're not even like good blaster bolts like all the others it's just two red lines on the screen oh it's, it's a it's a real treasure oh it's shocking how much greedo shoots first in the special edition it's shocking it like i'm watching it it's blowing me away much like greedo got blown away greedo did get blown away uh millennium falcon has no space pods that's fun that was a fun thing that remember they they try to explain that in Solo. They're like, there's no space pods, so obviously it must be an abandoned ship. Yeah. But in Solo, it's like, it's missing space pods. What are you doing? Isn't that fun? Yeah. Isn't that fun that that's uh, there? All right. On Solo, they hide in the little smuggle bins when the stormtroopers do their terrible scan of <laughs> Zen. Call in the scan team. And I was it like, would be for like a visual scan? If Nazi SS came into your house to check to see if you were hiding any Jews and they like walked into your bedroom and then were like, well, there's no one sitting on the bed. So no one, there's no one. No in one's here. in here. Uh, anyway, he pets Chewie. Did, yeah. you, did you see that? Yeah. Chewbacca. He's a ferocious man. But no, he's tender at heart. It's like he's like our cat, Boog. Yeah. You look at him. You're like, oh, he's too proud. You don't want. No, he wants it. He but only from that. Han. You know, yeah, I just I never saw that before. I was like, that doesn't check out, but I'm fine with it. Look, we all know Chewie's a slut for pets. All right. And that's a fact. All right. I'm on record as having said that now. <laughs> and we can't go back. We can't. That's true. Mark Hamill. Here's the thing about Mark Hamill. He's not a bad looking dude, but here's the problem. They make him sound whiny in the movie. And then they put him next to Harrison Ford. And nothing yeah. will make you look more unattractive than like 
having to be in scenes with Harrison Ford. It's true. I was like, we did Mark Hamill zero favors. Like, no wonder he went to voice acting. <laughs> you threw him in this movie and you're like, you're a farm boy. And here is a ham- handsome, smooth talker, whatever. It's Harrison Ford. You're like, oh, I look like a dork. Now. But that's how it was supposed to be. You're just the dork farm boy. That's the chosen. Not one. until he puts on black and he's cool. But but I'm saying like, you're just the dork. And this is the cool smuggler guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. I just I was just thinking like, poor Mark. Mark is just getting the short <laughs> end of the stick. It is funny that you say that because I remember seeing an ex- it was an interview or maybe just a, like a Twitter exchange or someone, you know, pointed out that Sebastian Stan looks shockingly like Mark Hamill when he was young mm. and how they should re- make like Luke movies with Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hamill said. Uh, what did he say? He's like, you're comparing like my best headshot I ever took when young with just a random paparazzi picture of Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he is so much better looking yeah, than yeah. me. He looks like my perfect clone. Like right. somebody made the yeah. perfect version of me. It was just really funny of him being like, he's a beautiful man mm-hmm. and I'm just some guy. Yeah. And it was just really funny about, but Sebastian Stan is on record as saying like, yeah, I'll play Luke Skywalker in a movie about Luke Skywalker. So, you know, I'd be happy retconning Luke Skywalker to be a handsome dude. I'm happy with that. I mean, we want to look the same. If we want to make him more handsome, let's do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm into yeah. it. Okay. There's so what? Their whole plan is like, hey, we got the Stormtrooper costumes. We're, now we can slink about the Death Star. No problem. We'll put Wookiee, Wookiee, we'll put Chewie in handcuffs. So it'll be like, oh, we're taking our prisoner out. No one's being phased by the seven foot five. Che- like the Wookiees were genocided, right? Off the face of they the were enslaved, okay. not genocided. So I'm just enslaved. Yes. Wouldn't they look out of place being on the Death Star? Unless they were used, unless they were part of the labor force that built it, which I think they were. Maybe. Okay. Then I think they would be used to seeing Wookiees. All right. Um, <sighs> I already mentioned the Ben Kenobi thing, where she's like, "Ben, <laughs> you know, you didn't call him that. You're all." You're all too fit. Okay. It was the, okay. When they're in the trash compactor. Yes. The eyeball that pokes out, was that added CG? I don't know. There's tentacles. I think I was looking There's tentacles. There's the water. He gets pulled under. I don't but think there's so. There's a point where an eyeball pops up and it looks like it's a CG, like it does like a CG lid open or like, it doesn't look as practical as like the tentacle did. Cause I remember seeing that in the special edition which didn't have the cg editions it just had weird editing editions so it's like didn't have mm. i think the prequel cg in it um let me see we got trash compactor monster all right um there's an awful lot of things that are not what i'm looking for and i think this is it i think this is the one Okay, so it's before it starts closing, right? Uh-huh. This is the whole... It starts when it's closing, which is after the monster, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'll tell you what. Sometimes YouTube really fights me on this stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, when does the eye pop? <laughs> it's it like one shot in the do, middle. Do, do. Oh, okay. Okay. I just watched it. 
Here's what I think. Because the eye is stop motion, so it looks weird. Oh. But it doesn't blink. I'm looking, this is the original. That's when eye. it blinked, is when I was like, this doesn't look. So the blink is CG. I the hate, eye itself is practical. I hate that. I hate it too. Gosh. I hate most of the CG decisions they made. Here's the thing if they just went back like today and said, okay, hey, you four Disney animation studios guys, this doesn't need to look perfect. But you four can knock this out in a week. You can make it look so much better. Yeah. Like just run an AI thing over the movie and mm-hmm. have it clean it up. It'll do it. Yeah. It would it would be the smallest effort thing for them to do. They wouldn't even really need to announce that they've done it because then people would notice they did it and everybody would be like, oh, it looks better. But then put people just be and then people could be like. But why didn't you just take it out? And they'd be like, because we don't have the originals, all right? Exactly. We That's don't the have problem. It. That is the problem. You want to send us a VHS? I told you my friend made his like cut of it. But from my understanding, I think he like he's friends with like Russian pirators who are like, oh, yeah, we've got these. I think that's he found like an old overseas copy of it that has been old. You know, I think that's the file he got it from, you know? Yeah. So it's just like you can't just get the original anywhere unless you, you got to go deep to someone who has digitized a good copy of it that you can yeah. take. You know, it's just like because it's another one that's wild because it's like not only did they they stopped making it completely and like got rid of the original or is it just locked in George Lucas's vault? I don't know. I don't Nobody know. Knows. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I forget. There's a reason behind it, but I know that George Lucas is like, no, this is the edition. I changed it and this is the one that's out. It's like, George, you did. It bugs me, too, because it's like, George, you shoot. You're not a director. OK, you directed your first couple movies. You did a good American Beauty's like good. THX supposed to be good. Star Wars is good. Then you stop directing and you wrote these other movies like you are not. You created Star Wars. George Lucas and J.K. Rowling are just like a match made in heaven. They need to hook up because they love to just, <laughs> they love to be like this thing I made that everyone loves. I'm just going to keep on adding stuff and changing stuff and do it. Like, why can't we just let it exist? We love it. Let's leave it. Love it and leave it. Leave it. Love it. Laugh it. You know what I'm saying? The problem is they're both very much like, yeah, why not? And it's like, there's a million reasons why not. Mm-hmm. Your default answer, if somebody's like, could this be true in your story, is to say no and then think about it and then be like, well, maybe sure. You know? Yeah. Instead of like, yeah. Be like, I never said Hermione wasn't black. And then people just respond with all the things he said, <laughs> where it's like, it says that she's pale and yeah. white. Well, it's like if someone went back to an episode we recorded two years ago, where I was like, yeah, you have this take. You, you have this on tape. And you're like, I would never say that because. Two years ago, you're a different human and you forget yeah. what you've written down or been recorded saying or what, you oh, know, so it's just like some awful stuff. Oh, yeah. Some right. bad stuff. Uh-huh. We've gone down. So whatever. It's fine. Here's peak. The worst Luke Skywalker is in this movie is when they're in when, when they're in the trash compactor and it's closing and Mark Hamill does like the throatiest, whiniest 3 oh close the door <laughs> he just yeah. keep, and i couldn't do it and he kept just screaming stuff in that one. i'm like well Mark, he was raised by uncle Mark. owen who's mo- uh, like was 90 percent of his lines are Lou. i just i couldn't do it because it was so throaty and scratchy i was like i can't hear he kept he said like 20 lines in 60 seconds i was like please stop oh, yeah. and like george you're not a director because if you were, <laughs> you would have sat back and been like, Mark, 
you sound insane. <laughs> I need you to sound slightly cooler because really Luke isn't cool until he's flying the plane. You're like, this guy's this is the guy when he's flying you. the X-Wing. You're like, this is the man and I'm behind him when he's shouting into a communicator. Three PO, like please stop. You sound, you sound like someone's like stepping on Yoda's foot. Like three PO is stepping on Yoda's foot, and Yoda's like three PO. You know what I'm saying? That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, and I hated it. Well, let me. I'll give you this thing as a rebuttal. All right, the actors found George Lucas to be very uncommunicative. I read this one. Okay, tell me towards them <laughs> with only direct with his only direction generally being either faster or more intense. At one point, when the when he temporarily lost his voice, the crew provided him with a board with just those two phrases written on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I think it was. It wasn't like two paddles that he either held up one or the other. Yeah. It was the whole thing, and then right. they're like, "Yep, it's no different." Yeah um george lucas okay he's a one-trick pony and it is this it's grappling hooks and swingies yeah as indiana jones does it that's his whole thing is he can whip a thing and he can swing and luke skywalker does it because he has his little clone trooper belt still or a storm stormtrooper belt and he whips the hook around and they swing so uh, Look, i'll tell you okay the clones, they were using them. And then Camino's like, screw this. We don't want to do this. And then the Emperor's like, this isn't a good idea. Our army shouldn't come from one source. We got to just get people instead. And then if we need to, we can clone them. We still got the cloning technology to bolster our ranks, but they didn't really need to. So they did. I mean, if you're conquering everybody, you got lots of people you can take for soldiers. Whereas cloning's got to be spency. Also, it's you saw how much 90% of the universe sucks, and you're like, hey, do you want to go somewhere where it doesn't suck and make money? Yeah. Be a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. That's what Luke was going to do. He loved the rebellion. Everybody was like, rebellion is dope, but the Empire's going to get me off of Dantooine, so. It's the same old story. Stalin comes in, he's like, don't worry, we're going to make Russia dope. You're all going to love it. And then like, it gets rough. It's like, why are there so many Mexicans in the United States military? Because they're like, do you want to not be Mexican and be American instead? And they're like, yes. And they're like, join the army. Yeah. And they're like, That's how you do yes, it. sir. See. You're, I heard you're, somebody. You're American now. You say yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. I heard, <laughs> That's uh, your first I heard lesson. there was a, a Mexican lady uh -huh. at the gas station where I stopped for snacks. Uh -huh. She answered the phone. What do you think she said? Why not? No, it blew my mind. She said, hola. Wow. I've never heard a Mexican answer the phone and say, hola. Wow. They always say, bueno. It's a special day for you. Or they say, hello, if they're going to say that. Yeah. And I'm like, I wanted to call you right then. <laughs> it was so mind blowing to me. Wow. It is a special day. All right. Lightsaber duel happens. Here's the thing. I recently watched a little clip about fencing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing yeah. saber. Like, it's like fencing. And I know there's like different bendiness. There's like three main fencing kinds that they do in the Olympics. And I was like, oh, it's like fencing, but it's like the bendy sword fencing, except they uh, just have lightsabers that don't bend. So that's exactly where you're like, oh, you have to parry and then thrust. Parry, repost. Parry. Yeah. And that's all they were doing. like, tink, 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 tink. But it wasn't until I saw the. Every time I see the fight, I'm always like, ah. doesn't look great. But doesn't look great. But then when you, yeah, when I, having seen a fencing video service, I'm like, oh, they're doing that one style of fencing. Because 
there's fencing where it's like oh where it's like a lot of lateral movement and it's a lot of just like poking in then there's one where you have to hit their sword and then hit them yeah so it's i forget fo- foil is the like one where you're on like you basically on a line with each other and you're mm-hmm. just trying to poke yeah and they can people will do the thing where they'll like swing back behind them to whip the other guy's head and get more points and win even though they got stabbed yeah um and then there's one in between that i can't remember and then there's foil saber and s i don't remember that it's something third like it's a saber is the one that looks more like traditional sword fighting yeah because i had uh, my best friend in high school he did saber fencing yeah we had a what the, the high school in victorville had actually like a good fencing program with like yeah. some really good fencers did you Epe, ever foil and saber are the three types yeah i don't what is this what there's little like cables i don't understand why they relate but it's fine oh okay yeah i don't know either so anyway it looked just like uh fencing i was like yeah. Yeah, okay well that checks out fun fact the saber uh sabers uh have like a pistol grip for their grip they don't actually yeah, have i've seen that uh-huh a sword grip yeah so which is fun it is fun it's very fun um now here's the thing when we were watching that tiffany made a comment about how she's like oh this is just riveting isn't it you know being very sarcastic about how not intense two old guys fighting in heavy costumes is yeah especially when they're they're like please please don't break the lightsabers yeah whereas now they're like you can smack the f out of each other right all right and uh so uh, we paused it there i stopped everything and i pulled up the fan remake of scene 38 i don't know if i've seen it oh gosh we'll have to watch it after this yeah it is it's mind-blowing it is so it's a special effects company that they've done they do every so often they'll do like fan remakes of iconic movie scenes and they're most well known for this one because it is that fight done like it's basically they looked at the fight from the end of episode three and they're like all right we just need to make this one so that it's it's their rematch that was the last time they fought this is their rematch 20 years later right and then it's supposed to be like 20 something years later Mm-hmm. so they're both a little older a little slower vader's got a little different fighting style you know where now like i think the whole thing with vader even in the games where they're like doing him where he moves more he's you think of him like a heavy big knight where like the bastard yeah. sword where it's like he two hands his sword a lot and hits as hard as he can right and other people are just faster than him but he's gonna hit so hard that you're gonna go down on your knee he's got the power yeah and then um i think reading oh, this arm. what's that i think yeah. it's epe is what they're doing um because that's the one it's a heavier sword so yeah. you can't flick like you can with the uh, foil fencing because there's a move in fencing where you dip down and you flick your sword yeah like it's, called, it's called the flick so you can do, it's like risky but you can do it yeah um but it also like might not register anyway so it was interesting though because uh you talk about the two-handed obi-wan the whole time he was holding his saber two-handed and right in front of him yeah because even in fencing you're usually you've got you're swinging your other arm freely to help balance and help you move you know so anyway it's like fencing i do want to watch that cut you're talking about that the, it's so good sounds amazing it shows that you can do the face cg thing and make it look good too yeah yeah it is a very good example of that uh 
Yeah, it was it was funny that you're like, oh, 20 years ago, y'all were doing flippies and yeah, you know, doing <laughs> you know, it is, which it's another thing that they do that you just don't think about is there's no really they don't use the force on each other. So mm-hmm. that's something they add into their cut of it is the force gets used. Yeah, it is. It's so minimal in this movie because like the one time I think them using the force like as far as a force push is that Obi-Wan Kenobi does a force push to make a knocking sound to distract some yeah. stormtroopers. I was like, that's the only force they really use in this movie. Yeah, which I like somebody explained it. Because, you know, uh, somebody explained it like if you were playing like a role playing game where there's not the magic users and you just threw a magic user in there. Yeah. They can't necessarily do things that are really mind blowing, mm-hmm. but just the ability to like wave your arm and make a sound down the hallway. If, yeah. if you're playing like as a spy, it's right. probably one of the most useful things that you can do. Yeah. And I mean, he has the Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. Um, so it is, I mean, it's a great jump off point, I think for the series just to be like, Hey, this force thing, it's, it's mystical. We don't quite know what it is. We just have these descriptions of it. You can see, Oh, we can kind of, influence people's thoughts and he can you know yeah move things a little bit but it's not you know it wasn't anything crazy but i i appreciate it we didn't know about the midichlorians yet what so he it is interesting because obi-wan says like hey if you kill me i'll just become something more powerful which is something they've hinted at before and we know from later on it's like oh you'll be like a force being you know like yeah some sort of a spirit guy which is something anakin wouldn't or vader wouldn't have known anything about yeah. And uh, it's just, I think it's funny because he strikes him down. Number one, what is that robe made out of? That robe gets hit with the lightsaber and doesn't get singed or cut or anything. Yeah. And then it's on the floor and then Vader's like taps his foot to be like, is he in there? I'm like, he's not Ant-Man. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't shrink down to be a tiny guy. I, I just thought it was funny that he did that. But it's like, what? Those Jedi robes. Get me one. Who's the tailor I have to call? To get the Which, robe. That is one of the edits they make. His robe is flammable in, in Revenge of the Sith because he has to yeah. whip it off because the lava catches him. Right? Yeah. I just thought it was, I was like, what you, this robe is... I know it would have been more expensive to show like a singed cut robe. They, and they yeah. had like... You know, they obviously hadn't settled on, okay, what does a lightsaber do? What does it cut through? What doesn't it? Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. Like, this robe is out here. Just Wait. fell to the floor. Honestly, I think it's because the lightsaber stuff, for some reason, I've never really understood why, but George Lucas did the editing for the lightsabers and animating them. So like a lot of times they're like, oh yeah, we did this and George had to go through every single frame. And I'm like, you have an editor and an animator. Why in the world? Why did George Lucas go it through? It was a crunch. That? I mean, from what I learned about the movie, this is 10 years ago when I was, when I was learning about it, but just yeah. like he spent, you know, anything to do with like the uh the spaceships flying mm-hmm. that's all him like he was going through shooting all of that he had the models making them do their moves and everything like he had to go through and do a lot of that just him oh. like going through and like getting shots down and because people are like how are you gonna do this he's like i'll make i'm gonna make it work and they're like i don't know what you're doing yeah <laughs> he, he was changed everything but it's like he had some crazy ideas and he pulled them off but that was my understanding of like a lot of the effects and models and things in the movie it really makes me wonder because he obviously he started like Skywalker Sound and uh, ILM, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, right? Mm-hmm. That became like the gold standard for effects. Like if you wanted your movie to sound good and look good, they did your effects. Yeah. You just handed your raw cut to them and they did everything from there. 
and he pioneered like 90% of their yeah. stuff for most of the, for all the time he was active with it. Mm-hmm. So it really makes me think like James Cameron is just, he's just a nerd that likes, he was into cameras and yeah. that led him to make movies. And he's like, I like the ocean and I like cameras. Also, whatever, I'll make 70 Avatar movies, I guess, and make billions of dollars for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Can I make a documentary about the ocean as well? Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Yeah. George Lucas is just a special effects nerd and an editing nerd that mm-hmm. they're like, hey, do you want to make the then now you're in charge of the biggest franchise of all time and another huge franchise. And he's like, I don't know. What's, yeah, I don't want this. Yeah. And then because I mean, even with Star Wars, like he talked, I remember the trailers and stuff. He's like, I was so excited. I wanted to be able to do all this computer stuff. But computers back then couldn't do it. Now they can do it. And that's why there's all the dumb computer stuff in the prequels, because He's like, this is amazing. And all the special effects nerds at the time were like, this is amazing. Everybody else is like, this looks bad. Yeah, yeah. But now it looks as good as he wanted it to look then. So it could have worked now, but it would. you didn't want to wait. Just, it all long. goes back to like, if it's not in service of a story, why are we making a movie about it? You know, yeah. it's like, I understand it looks great. You can make the sizzle reel for Dolby's, you know, whatever app or the IMAX demo. Yeah. But that's not the same thing as... Hey, we're going to make a nine episode saga about the Skywalker. But it works for whatever. James Cameron. All of his movies are like, I want to do something like I'm going to basically use this half a billion dollars you're giving me as an excuse to build new cameras, find an excuse to go research ocean stuff and then new ways to film. Yeah, but James Cameron is better out. than <laughs> I don't know. Better director than George Lucas. I don't know what to tell you. I, who writes James Cameron movies? Does he help write? I, I don't remember. That's what I think. I don't know if he does. And I'm I sorry. think he's. I, I misspoke. Simpler. Jim. Jim. Jim Cameron. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're on the. We're gym close. Place. And so we know that he's actually, everyone actually calls him Jim. Jim. So Jim I guess Will. he's got writing credits on all his movies. So. But I think aren't those just hey, making director changes? I don't. Does all he right, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some diving in here. Well, he wrote Terminator. I'm sure he wrote Terminator himself because yeah, that was he like did write early, Terminator. early. I mean, he did do Piranha 2 yeah. before Terminator. Here's the thing, though. I think... Oh, he's his, got other writers, though. His strength is, yeah, there's other people There's other people in the writing team. He does have people... Everybody talks about how he's not as bad as Michael Bay, but he is very controlling and thinks he knows the best. But seeing documentaries and stuff where people who have done films with him or even like documentaries, people who are part of his team, mm-hmm. like if they push back hard generally he accepts it he might be pissed that they pushed back on him and wouldn't do what he said yeah but he's willing to admit at least when everybody everyone's like you're being dumb and wrong which may not agree with what people who work with him say yeah but it does seem like he surrounds himself with people like like i was saying this movie's good because of the people around george lucas it seems like james cameron's like if i always have a team like that around me all the movies will turn out to a certain level yeah no i mean that checks out it so far everything i've all the movies i've tracked he's never solo written a movie yeah it's always been at least one if not two or three other people working on the story yeah which is george lucas like he's a writer he is a writer but also i don't know he's a good at lore that's something that somebody he is good at lore i think even you said the last movie like he's great at 
lore which you can then give to a good writer which is not yeah which is not always the right thing to do for a screenplay you know which is like okay screen screenwriting is every kind of writing is different right poetry writing novel writing writing an article writing a screenplay they're all very different but like screenplay you really screenwriting you really have to like have your structure down yeah there's not a lot of space to be like okay i want to meander about this lore thing you're like no you're gonna lose your audience if you spend if you sat down with Ben Kenobi for 10 minutes while he explained midichlorians, we'd all be like, this movie sucks. Yeah. Which that's something like I never really, really thought about too much until I started do, playing D&D with people. And then I was like, I'm going to run a game. And then you get like the thick book for a game if you're running a pre-made thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe three pages worth of it is actually stuff that you're supposed to read to the players. Yeah. And the rest of it is just like, so, you know, here's the last thousand years of history. For right. Us. And that can inform what you do in the game yeah. when like people ask you questions or things, you know, if you're being a character, but it's not. Yeah. You're not going to sit down and read to them the tale of everything that's happened. Yeah. And Tolkien did a good thing where he he said that he before he wrote Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, whichever one he wrote first. Hobbit, I think he's like he sat down and wrote out thousand years before like the whole history and then someone's like oh are you gonna publish that and he's like no that's just so that i knew when i was writing i could say to myself what would they do i had a thousand years of hobbit history i could look to to be like this is what they've done before this is what they would do same reason why everyone likes bloodborne it's like oh there's such great lore here and if you dig and look you can find it all throughout everywhere but they don't sit down and give you a 10 minute cutscene at the beginning of the game to be like all right you're yeah. a hunter and this is the place and this is how who built it and this yeah. is why they built it it's like nope you can figure that out though lore's great to. if people feel like they earned it but not if mm-hmm. they feel like you they have to know it or you're force feeding it's the same it as, ex- as exposition in yeah. a screenwriting sometimes you have to give exposition but for the most part it should be natural and appear as you go which it shows how unnecessary that really is because like they never explain anything in this movie the empire the rebellion it's like there's an empire it's just there there's a rebellion when you see the stormtrooper and people in uniforms you're like oh okay this is like a strict military organization and they're conquering they're blowing up planets they're conquering people they're interrogating prisoners i get it i get the vibe yeah they don't have to sit down and be like here's the goal of the empire and here's who the emperor is his name is palpatine he you know yeah because it's like you get it there's the good guys the bad guys we know Darth Vader's the bad guy because he's huge and he chokes people. Yeah. You got the guy in black. You got the guy in the white tunic thing. Mm-hmm. Good guy, bad guy. Um, did you know, just as a quick little fun fact for you here, Cody, mm-hmm. they added in swears so the movie would get a PG rating because they didn't want them to think people to be like, that's a kid's movie. Really? Even with so, the bloody arm? Yeah. Wow. So 70s um, is a wild time. R2-D2 Originally, when he could oh, speak I English, swears, but then <laughs> yeah. they made it chirps, but they submitted it as swears in droid language so that they would get the really? they would help them get the PG. That's yeah. crazy. What a different time for movies. Because <laughs> they just they didn't want to be like, stereotyped. It was the same time that like Taxi Driver came. It was the same decade as like Martin Scorsese and Taxi Driver and The Godfather. Which and were, so then you show up you in know. the fantasy space adventure. They're like, yeah, this is for kids. <laughs> Yeah, which they didn't want people to be like, this is a... There's no decapitated horse head in the bed. There's no children prostitutes, I guess. I guess it's a family film. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Which it really was. Before PG-13, there really was like... That was a hard spot. To go from a PG to an R was like wild. We were like, where? Yeah, because it's like... There's got to be more. 
It's got to be another level because there are too many PG movies with way too much nudity in them. (laughs) There's like, yeah, I don't know. It's chaos. It's still a little bit chaos, but I feel like the rules are much more set in stone now than they were. The rules change over time, but like the rating system looks nothing today like it did in the 70s. Because it's like originally they were like, all right, we need a government agency to like rate these. Or was it, is it government controlled? I can't remember if the MPA. I think the government was threatening to get into it. And then there was like a dude, it's not Nielsen, but something like this dude was like the Hayes code. I think that's what it's called. Hayes was like, I will be the moral judge of all movies. Here's our code of what you can and cannot do in movies. And then later on that came to be like, all right, now we're going to actually have people, a group of people sit down and watch these movies and decide what the rating is. But like, there was a point where Hollywood was starting to get too salacious. And so yeah. they were like, all right, these things simply cannot be in movies. And that led eventually to like, okay, now we're going to make a rating system. Yeah. I, I, the only reason I know it is from looking at the history of the ESRB, mm-hmm. because it's a completely independent organization that they mm-hmm. were like, hold on, government, don't, don't even set rules. We'll do it ourselves. Because they're like, Hollywood is, has to deal with all this stuff with the FCC already. Yeah. We don't want to go down that route. So they founded the ESRB. But it is it's just funny. Like it's it does seem like back then it was just like, nah, I don't know, throw a bunch of moms in a room and tell them to figure it out. And now they're like, all right, we're going to maybe do some more like here's your guidelines. Yeah. Also, we're still going to stick with a bunch of moms in a room. Yeah. Also, uh, a disco version of the Star Wars theme was the Billboard number one hit in the 19 in 1977. That for two out. weeks. That checks out. Have you ever heard the disco version? No. It's in Lego Star Wars and it's amazing. Oh, well, I played a lot of Lego Star Wars. Yeah. It's when you're in the in, you're in uh, Camino and you go in a little room and you got to do the thing and it gives a little disco. Oh, party. that's it. OK, yeah. cool. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't like C-3PO. This movie. R2-D2 the... would agree. <laughs> yeah. This is the movie where I was like, oh, this series would be better if he wasn't here. <laughs> what? I can't. He's. He's. I can't they do it. They are the classic comedy duo: the tall guy and the short, chubby dude. Even though it's two droids, and the droid is not chubby, but it's the <laughs> tall, stuck up doing guy. All the heavy lifting, and C three PO is just. I don't know. He, just, he does some smart moves in this movie, but it's it just as a whole throughout the series. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with three PO. Cody, if I could just give you a foot of height, take it from me and give it to you. So you were abnormally <laughs> tall and I was abnormally short. We would be the perfect comedy. We'd be perfect. <laughs> wow. I just there's a OK. Star Wars is the only major motion picture that has like sat down on the camp of we will do wipes, transitions, wiping transitions, and we will never back down. And I respect yeah. them for it. It sucks, but I respect them for it. They went too far in this one. Every now and again, first one. Yeah. And they went too far. Did I stutter? Look, you said that in the last one. You're like, it's not like the original one where they did it. I was wrong. No, it's always been cheesy, but it's normally like wipes left to right. There is a a diamond wipe in this one. Yeah. No, I'm not. And I'm not just for people at home who didn't watch the movie recently. I'm not talking about a diamond wipe that goes like from outside to in. It's one big diamond. No, it's like 20 diamonds. It's like the classic local commercial terrible wipe that you got on Windows Movie Maker. I was blown away. I was like, this is egregious. This is awful. I'm watching all the wipes. 
Okay, so far the diamond done. wipe is absurd. So far, they have not repeated a wipe. All right, I'll just tell you that. <laughs> which which okay. movie is this? This is the first one. Okay. Okay, now they're starting to loop around on themselves. I will tell you this: if you just watch them like this, they are pairing them with the scene. Very obviously, a lot of effort went into like which wipe would get chosen, and it is blowing my mind. Right? Oh my goodness. Because it fits like if something's moving from right to left, they do a right to left wipe. Mm -hmm. If something's like spinning, they do a spinny wipe. Like a clock. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a like the second wipe of the movie was a diagonal wipe. Yeah. But all the scenes with the speeder, the wipe goes with the direction the speeder's yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. Or if someone's walking, goes with the direction right. of walking. I'm still looking for this diamond wipe, Cody. Oh, that was a person walking. That was a good wipe. That's a good wipe, Cody. I liked that wipe, Cody. Because <laughs> it was like person walked in front of the camera and in the darkness of their body, that's where they hit the wipe. All right, keep talking about something else. While There's I a dude who looks just like Adam Driver. <laughs> oh, sir. When they're, when they're uh, getting the debrief of how they're going to blow up the Death Star, the guy sitting next to Luke Skywalker, before he starts talking, looks exactly like Adam Driver. I was like, he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the original Star Wars movie. He's in the sequels. He's a vampire, but it's not him. But I was like, oh, there he is. That's the guy. Oh, there's the diamond wipe. It's six. Also, they do a, they do a separate circle wipe where it starts with the Death Star and then circles out. And that's to get in pure mastery. Right yeah. There. Yeah. I like that one. The diamond wipe makes no sense at all. It doesn't make sense with the scene. I'm guessing it's just they were like, none of the other ones fit. Use a different one. And that's just the one they went with. But it's not like they just had PowerPoint to do these wipes. They had to do the wipes. You know what I mean? Like you You're had to me. this know. you know, like cut stuff. Yeah. This is back when leaving something on the cutting room floor meant that there's pieces of reel on the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish. Porkins is in this movie. Porkins. Oh, here's Porkins. the thing. When they introduced him, he said something. I was like, huh, my friend and I always called him Porkins. And then <laughs> a little bit later, they say his name is Porkins. Porkins gets fried. That's like our favorite. Yeah. He gets fried. He's very fat. His name is Porkins. He gets fried. I love it. Space is a magical place. All right. It's a universe where a big man, a big chubby man can fly. Like, no way. No way those cockpits big enough for like. Anyone but a live farm boy. He's so neck Ugh. fatty. Luke Skywalker has a reunion with someone we've never seen before. Let me tell you. The bond between... I understood this scene because the bond between desert folk is strong, okay? If you can survive in this desert town, if you see someone from the desert town later in life, you're like, this is it our bond is secure and we you know it's it's something you've never experienced it let me explain this to you all right if you're from a desert and you've you've gone to beggar's canyon and you've you've blasted away at womp rat you know it's like it's a bond for life okay yeah i felt it i felt it and i was I like it. i don't know who this dude is but i understand what's happening here like if we if we went out and found your one of your buddies from Victorville, mm -hmm. you would have been, you'd be all about it. Oh yeah, I'd be like, yeah, we can take on Death Star. There's two desert folk here. Yeah. We're bonded. These folk. Here's the thing. I I clicked on a video that was like ten the ten changes that were good mm -hmm. that they made. The video that they pitched me on. I'm a minute in, and there's been maybe five seconds of actual Star Wars footage. 
but an awful lot of Adam Sandler movie photos. <laughs> so I'm I'm calling it quits on that video. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I'll pay attention to you, Cody. I have one question. Tell me. Okay, Darth Vader. Right, they they launch. They're going. They're making their run to destroy the Death Star. Yes. Darth Vader's like, no, not on my watch. I'm gonna get out here with my with my cronies. We're gonna mess it all up. They use this is the second time in the movie. They use the same shot three times. The yeah. first time they do it is with the Tuscan Raider when he raises his thingy, raises his stick over his head, you know, and does his yell. That's the, that's the same shot. It's him raising it and then they unraise it and yeah. re-raise it, unraise it, re-raise it. Okay. Which I love because they don't cut, they just barely don't cut it well. Like, the, yeah. just the, no. If you know it's there, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That. that's what that is. Anyway, they do the same thing in this scene. Yeah. Did you clock it? Darth Vader, he's there, he's got his controls. He reaches into the middle of like where his steering wheel thing is yeah. and he unscrews something. And I always think, oh, is he going to take a hit of schnapps? And then that's like what he does every time he's like about a fire or when he just enters the scene. They do it three times. I'm like, this is the same. What is he unscrewing? It doesn't. What is he's adjusting a dial? Oh, yeah. They use it three times. And I was like, this is distracting. You yeah. don't do it. I like obviously they ran out of shots and they're like, we've got to establish the Darth Vader's here. This is the shot we have of him yeah. <laughs> in the cockpit. Well, there's, I mean, they make that's another thing they make the joke about in uh, the family guy thing of them reusing shots when they're trying to hit the TIE fighter and they reuse the same shot like eight times <laughs> yeah. before it finally gets hit. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. They do that once or twice, I think, with Leia. Sorry, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> Princess <laughs> Leah. Me. I'll say this. I think that is perhaps the most accurate thing in this movie. In this universe is that like, yeah, nobody knows how to say anyone's name and they just say it wrong. Yeah. Which is the thing that happens in real life and I don't think we do it enough in movies. I hate when it happens because <laughs> they do it like, you know, Han, Han, Leah, Leia, like it's just like okay, yeah, no, nah, no one knows. Luke, look, yeah, it's, <sighs> you know, there is it's egregious. So anyway, that's it. Really grounds the movie when you're like, they said their name wrong. Right? Why isn't anyone correcting them? I don't, <laughs> she's a princess. Correct? Why is she? Also, she's a princess, yeah. <laughs> and she's like a captain, and she's key to the rebellion. And you're like Leah. Like, I guess the rebellion really is just like thrown together and they're like all right we're doing this I they guess. got a council or a senate type thing anyway the point is it's like in real life would you interrupt that the admiral or the general if he was like and uh, no that's the hill i'm gonna die on <laughs> and cody aline is he's gonna do I this know, i know yavin Vor is about to be exploded if we don't explode the death star first, oh you mean yavin but it's <laughs> it's really important that you pronounce my name correctly so yeah it's not like Dune, where nobody mispronounces anything ever. Mm -hmm. I swear, if anybody says Harkonnen in that movie, I'm going to kill myself. Gauntlet's been thrown down. Uh, I hope. What's your face? Go ahead. Say his name properly. <laughs> Do it. I'm say trying... the director's name properly. Do it. Starts with a D. <laughs> okay. His first name's a D. His last name's Dennis Villeneuve. How dare you? How? Look. Or sorry, no. Villeneuve's the right way, right? Villeneuve's the right way. Villeneuve. His name is not Dennis. It's Denis. <laughs> how dare you, sir? Denis Vilna. I spent 18 months learning how to pronounce this man's name. All right. Uh, all right. What are you rating it? Star Wars. I'll give it an A. I give Star Wars an A. I'm going to be honest. This is controversial. We might have to balance our scores here. I'm going to give this guy a B plus. So what, is it, what happens now? Okay. If we don't agree, do we, do we meet in the middle? What do we do? I'll say this, though. Okay. 
I give this cut of it a C minus. All right. <laughs> the movie itself, I would give an A, but the yeah. CG kills it so hard. I think if you showed me a better cut, I'd bump it up to an A minus. <laughs> if you if you if we if, if we watch if I could special. see this in theaters in 1977. Yeah. Even the special edition, because people have mixed feelings about some of those cuts. But that's like, oh, there's mixed feelings. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Yeah. This is just all bad. There's no good additions. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that they like up I did like how they increased the shadows. That's the, the good thing they did. It's like, mm. they're like, oh, Greedo doesn't look good. He looks too shiny. Let's make it. And this whole place, the whole cantina, I was shocked watching the comparison mm-hmm. of the original is so well lit it's nobody it's like nobody it's like thought. a cafeteria it's like nobody thought this place is half underground it's a and cd it's a bar, CD bar. Yeah, yeah it's like maybe we should dial the darkness up a little bit here. i mean i've never been into like a cd bar just and there's like bright bar. lights you know yeah. it's just like no we people here are drunk we don't need to see what's happening <laughs> we got to dim this down a little bit okay wow i mean i did just love how the problem is the practical stuff in this movie is so great. All the practical props and costumes and hallways and everything. So when you do throw in the CG, it is jarring where you're like, I thought we were, I thought we were on location here. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought we created this world. Which it does seem the worst in most obviously. Like, it seems like he really went nuts on Tatooine, which makes me almost wonder if like he started to do it, did mo- did like the Tatooine stuff. Like did all mm-hmm. that editing, and then they like screen. That is where all it. where all the aliens are, right? Because once you're on the yeah. Death Star, you're like, there's some humans. There's a Chewbacca who's in a suit. There's a C three PO which is in the suit, and there's an R G D two which is a little man in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> and there's stormtroopers. So it's like, what but, would you CG in there? You know, you're not going to throw in Greedo, a Greedo dude, into yeah. the Empire. Well, I think the temptation in my mind would be to like CG ships and stuff. But here's what mm. I wonder if he did that first part, screened it, and everybody was like, This is awful. Yeah. And then he's like, I will die on this hill, but I will not edit anything else. Yeah, yeah. Man. So what, what does it, it mean? Does it do we do a combined rating? This like what happens? I don't I mean, know what happens now. My score is an A, yours is a B plus. The opinion haver score has to be a D. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be an A minus though, right? For just kind of t- yeah, if, we're taking if, if you those. wanted to take the take the mean average. Look, we're trying to get on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so it really mean, just matters if we're positive on it. Yeah, that's all they care about. I. Everyone needs to see this movie at some point in your life. There's too many pop culture references, to not, and it holds up better than you. It just it won so many Oscars for its sound and its visuals and its costumes and its per- so you got its set so you got to watch it for that at least. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those movies where as far as cultural impact, it's definitely it's S tier. You know, yeah, what I mean? it is. But as far as as a movie, it's not one that holds up undeniably. It would be if they hadn't have done all the CG editing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like. It's still worth your time. So good. So good. Wow. I have nothing else to say. It's so good. Thank you for listening. You can share us wherever opinions are had. Oh, what? Podcasts. Rate us. Review us. Share us. 
I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. We are on Facebook. At Opinion Havers, we make memes. You like memes. You look at them. You appreciate them. And they're there for you. Thank you for listening. Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. We didn't even talk about what a firestorm of awfulness it was in Tunisia. You're like, let's go to the driest place on earth. They get there, rains. <laughs> also, what is the country that's next to Tunisia? Whatever country it is. It's yeah. like, if you don't move your military vehicle away from the border, we will bomb you. And Tunisia's like, hey, George, can you move that sand crawler away from the border with our enemy country? <laughs> Because oh, they think man. that's a, a tank of some kind. George Lucas is out here just causing wars <laughs> amongst fans and amongst countries. I just like, did you read that fact? No. They said they threatened military action. And so the Tunisian government was like politely. Did asked they him not understand that George Lucas has access to a fleet of TIE fighters and X-Wings? <laughs> like that's, <laughs> the man has lightsabers. You're not going to win that fight. Uh.